Hey, welcome to Rewind, a place where old guys can talk. see that the country is still burning. I saw that on the news this morning. Which part? Uh, which, which part is burning? Yeah, exactly. Burning. I guess 41 cities are burning, looting, criminals, uh, protesters. It's quite a mix. So, uh, I what do you mean by mix? Well, I think it's a mixture of people. I mean... Uh, Civil, civil rights advocates, um, uh, what I would call anarchists, um, anarchists, looters, thieves, criminals. It's quite a mix. That's what I mean. So I think you, it's like society. You know, you mix uh, a mixture of people. So you're from Minnesota. Well, you're from Minnesota, I, Jeff. I'd like to get your point of view. Well, before I get on that, it seems like the protesters are kind of a mix of different age groups of people. Okay. Um, the ones that are peaceful. But I think as the sun goes down, I think you see the crowd gets younger and younger and younger. So, and anonymity. I'm, The darkness, the, like, dar the darkness gives them a cloak of anonymity. Right. So they become, they but become. I they don't be see any really big, big mix of uh, different age groups out there. I mean, I don't see any. I don't see any thirty-five-year-old <clears throat> women that are um, looting Aldi's to yeah. get two mega yeah. rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> That's a good observation. No, really. Uh, you know, when there's kids that are 10 and 11 that are looting stores, um, why are these kids out? Um, you know, I just see a lot of young people um, of so, all races that are out there. So it's Maybe a, college, college age kids. So it's a lack of parenting and, and virtues. Yeah, I really, I think it really is. It comes down to, do you know where your kids are? Right. Right. If kids are out after dark, after curfew, 
and they're 10 to 11 years old and they're looting stores, to me that is a parenting issue, really. Yeah, and you know what? We're, um, we're never going to hear that on the television networks, that there's a parenting issue. No. You know, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, you don't, people don't know where their kids are. <laughs> well, it's, you know, and, uh, it's the old adage, you know. I mean, militaries are staffed by 18- and 19-year-olds who... Uh, you know, need identity, need direction. You know, they'll they'll do what they're told to do. Like I've noticed that uh, these national guardsmen, these military guys, these cops—not necessarily the cops—but you put a national guardsman out there, he's typically nineteen, twenty years old. I mean, he's not going to exercise the kind of wisdom that a forty-year-old man would. That's true. So somebody pelts him in the head with a brick, he's going to respond. I mean, he's. It's going to be different. And that's why I think they've uh, hesitated to call in National Guard. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think there's that's part of the problem. Hmm. But yeah, you know, may, there may be some truth to that. But I think if the National Guard is, <clears throat> this is just I have known, you know, a number of people that have been in the National Guard over the years, and basically it was like they always thought it was easy money, right? Yeah. You know, they go and they play cards and, you know, all sit around and eat and, you know, do some drills and stuff like that. But, you know, but all that started to change, you know, yeah, like with, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, with the Iraq War, yeah. They started getting, yeah. act, they started so going on active duty. Right. So it was, it was no longer just easy money. They had to work for their money. Yeah, had to, had to uh, risk their back, lives. Right. Back then, I think you would see career National Guard people where they would go in at a young age and they'd be there until they're 50, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think people are more selective now. So just to speak to what you're talking about. Well, you know what I noticed is that uh, they confronted, uh, like you did, uh, this Tim Walsh, governor of Minnesota, on his statements that it was white supremacists, uh, you know, causing the problems when 86% of the people arrested had a Minnesota address. So he right. he walked that back this morning. Oh, he did, huh? I did yeah. That. But yeah. yeah, that's it's true. Which means he's nothing you know, but a, he's nothing but a propaganda machine. Mm -hmm. He's he's got well, that he's got that liberal media ready to parrot whatever he says and not ask him any tough questions. Well, and I think a lot of ways these these liberal Democratic governor and mayors there's there's sympathizers to what actually is going on. They have to be. Yeah, those you are know. those are their voters out there causing mayhem. Right, right. I mean, when you see a police when they let a police department get burned down by protesters, you know, that they don't even make a stand. Yeah, that's... And the mayor says it's... And the mayor says, well, it's really no big deal. It's just brick and mortar. It doesn't really mean anything. But I think he's totally, totally wrong in that. I do, too. In fact, uh, I'm surprised that uh, nobody wants to <clears throat> match violence with violence and become the bad guy. But... Uh, the only way to stop this is to uh, 
match violence with violence, and, and that's the problem. Nobody wants to go there, including Trump. So, uh, right. you know, nobody wants to do that. It's clear that, that there's some sort of organized uh, chaos going on here. And so they asked the questions this morning, who's funding these people that are organizing this chaos? And uh, I think that's the right question, because nobody organizes things like this without big money behind them. So is it <clears throat> is it Chinese people? Is it the Communist Party? Is it George Soros? Who's funding this crap? And let's get them exposed. That's what they really need to do. I mean, uh, and we all know that uh, between Antifa and BLM, that there's the uh, there's the root of it. Okay, that's the root of the anarchy. And uh, so you've got to treat it like a terrorist organization, and uh, otherwise you won't defeat it. It's just gonna take the whole country down create a I what I see going on is civil war that's what I see going on yeah hey, that's a good perspective actually you know it's not just the big cities I mean I live up here by Duluth Minnesota and uh it's happening here in a town of 100,000 people or you know I spent a lot of time in Iowa and there's a town of 25,000 people and so I mean it's it started in the big cities and now it, it's it's spreading to the smaller communities you know, like so, you say, you have to put a stop to it. Yeah, you've got to put a stop to it, and it's gonna, you have to use violence to do it. But they certainly aren't executing any strategies that seem to be working. I mean, uh, the, uh, I can't believe that in this day and age that, that uh, there's not a technology solution to all this, you know. So it's like uh, my idea was to line up uh, 10 payloaders, okay, and just drive them down the street and scoop people up, you know, and, and get them out of the way. And uh, I think what they did in uh, Atlanta was smart. They started dividing these large roving groups up into smaller groups where they could manage them. And, you know, you think about it, a place like Chicago that has this tremendous violence going on all the time. And I had some friends, uh, you know, I lived there for a while, but I had some friends that lived in the inner city, and they would tell me, you know, we... We are thankful for these people are keeping us safe. And these were African-Americans who were feeling not safe in the inner city and because uh, of the mayhem going on. And uh, the real root problem of anything that's too large, whether it be a corporation or a city or even a government, a bureaucracy, is that you can't manage large groups of people. They have to be broken down. And I thought... If you want to solve the problem in Chicago, divide it into a thousand smaller towns, and uh, you could easily defeat the mayhem that's going on if you had local government. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that if you can't control your city under normal circumstances, mm -hmm. what makes you think you're going to be able to control it under, uh, you know, the anarchy that's going on now? Well, that's exactly right. right. I mean the. The, uh, because they reluctantly will not use force with, to meet force, that's why they've got the chaos right. that's going on. And, you know, it's if they would see it from a, a military standpoint, put the rebellion down, uh, they, they'll say, well, then we'll look like a communist government, we'll look like a totalitarian regime. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the whole point is, if you don't do something, it's going to get worse. It will not get better. Yeah, I just have, I just, you've probably seen that too, I just have an image of that black man in that lecture store, and um, basically how he put his life savings into it, and, um, 
and basically how these looters and thugs just destroyed it with no respect. You know, no respect to him, um, no respect to the community. They just, you know, and that's that's a huge issue today. There's there's just no respect for anything. I mean, it's well, I, I agree. Narcissism. You know, everybody feels it. Everybody what? feels entitled. Yeah, narcissism is run amok in our country, and it's this uh, this generation that uh, has uh, what are we? Two generations from World War II, the generation of sacrifice. Um, it's almost like the uh, the old Roman Empire is starting to melt from within. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. You, know, you, you take. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Dwight. Yeah. Well, you and I were raised that. If we did this kind of dirt to our neighbors, you know, we'd get a whipping, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we right. did for doing wrong. But uh, now, because of Dr. Spock in 1946 with his book, that uh, we've got a generation of narcissists that have never been spanked. And uh, it's created this, uh, this generation of uh, anarchists, you know, anarchy, uh, perilous times, the Bible says. And... Uh, Right. It's not surprising at all. No. No, people people are in shock, but, you know, you just look at the, you know, the decay of a nation is actually a slow fade, I and mean, it just didn't happen yesterday, right? Yeah. That's what this has been, this has been here. Well, look at our, um, look at the, the, our political parties and our even our television networks. It used to be that there was some dignity, you know, like the... Uh, you take the reporting that's so biased on right and the left. I mean, there's no, they all say fair and balanced, but none of them are. I mean, uh, they're fanning the flames no, or, or they're fanning the flames of rebellion. They're, you know, it's just this narcissist generation that's in charge right now. And former presidents, you know, won't come out and speak against violence. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, the real issue is is that we've got a generation of narcissists both in the political establishment, in government, in education, um, and uh, you know it's not it, it can't last. It's got to go down. Uh huh. Really? Yeah, I, I see uh, more tough times ahead here. I mean, just I mean, to with the the virus going on and all this. Um, I don't. I don't know. I just don't. I don't see a lot of hope right now for our country. I don't either. In fact, uh, no, don't. you know, the worst thing that can happen to a country is a civil war. It's the worst thing. There's more death and destruction from a civil war than any other kind of warfare. And what's funny is that uh, the Russians and the Chinese didn't have to fire a shot. <laughs> you know, uh, California is completely out of control. You know, um, Chicago is, um, you just go city by city and you can see, you know, they shut down, uh, in Milwaukee, I-43 and, and, uh, uh, you know, that is lawlessness. That's chaos. Yeah. And on the other hand, way you're going to see people start taking the law into their own hands, right? Well, I I watched, I watched, I watched an interview with a guy in Minneapolis, uh, uh, I think he was Hispanic. Him and his uh, neighbors got together and armed themselves to defend their their businesses. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, 
you know, that's the thing that's going to happen here. And I hope that they're using, uh, uh, how do I say it, buckshot instead of, uh, you know, real bullets in their guns. I hope they're using, uh, you know, I hope they're, they're using some common sense. But people get angry, you know, and somebody's destroying your business, which is a crime. In ordinary circumstances, a guy breaks into your store, you're going to pull your gun out from behind your cash register and shoot the guy. Uh, but you have every right to do that. Exactly. But what about this situation? What do you, what do you think? About, about what? About, you know, this guy was organ. Also, I saw in, uh, uh, I think it was on YouTube, but a guy organized like a neighborhood watch. They're, these group of people got together to protect their neighborhood from looters because they were roving mm-hmm. around and they well, were... They were a block over, you know, and uh, I can't blame people for well, doing that. Feel, no, yeah, if you don't feel safe, you don't feel protected, then you have to take matters into your own hands, and that's what and that's what people are going to do, you know, um, and worry about the consequences later. Because <clears throat> our government's not going to protect us. Yeah, we got pretty pro- obvious, right? Right, Minneapolis. That. Both that mayor and that governor of Minnesota, they need to be recalled. They are the worst leaders I've ever seen. Uh, this Tim Walls, yeah. he's a pathological liar. But I'll tell you what, he's got a silver tongue, and he knows how to preach the uh, the libtard theology, and they just love it, okay? But as a leader, the guy is totally incompetent. Why would you ever vote for a school teacher to run your state? They can't even run the public schools. <laughs> Yeah, think yeah. about it. I, it makes it makes no sense, does it? No, and um, in fact, Minnesota isn't that the state that voted in Jesse Ventura, the professional wrestler? Yeah, I think he was Alaska governor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and then you look at our country. We vote in a billionaire who's a megalomaniac, Donald Trump. I mean, where in the heck are the real leaders? Uh, of our country, you know, people that have some common sense, and he's completely off the rails, and the things that he says and tweets, I mean, uh, right. and then people go to his rallies like a bunch of Nazi salutists, you know, so this is what's going on in our country, these kinds of people are in charge, people are voting for them, the stupidity of the American citizen is like, it, it really speaks a lot about our educational system, I think. Mm-hmm. They, they've educated yeah, well, a, God, a, a generation of idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take God out of the schools first of all. I mean, we, you know, it's. I mean, every, everything's everything's being decayed. I mean, there's just what do you expect, right? You know, the families. I mean, God's out of the school. Families break up. You know, um, you know, they're just not. Definitely not like the fifties, is it? No, you know, you know people are into no. into if it feels good, do it. Divorce is at an all time high. Um, right. You know, there, there's no the narcissism. It, it, well, that's what it is. Self love. You know, I'm doing yeah. this for myself. You know, part of the problem is psychiatry and how they've enabled people to uh, lose their Christian values. You know, and uh, through right. psychiatry, that's part of the issue. And uh, my view is that uh, the old school values still work, but uh, our culture 
has been stripped of these values. Everybody wants equal rights, civil rights, which turn into civil wrongs. That's what we're seeing right now, civil wrongs. And uh, everybody's going, civil rights, civil rights, you know, for crying out loud. How does one bad cop, and there's plenty of them out there, okay, how does one bad cop burn down 41 cities? You know, that makes no sense. Makes no sense. No. Yeah, there's always going to be there's always going to be a bad cop. There's always going to be uh, some racial tensions in this country. Um, you know, well, it's an, it's inevitable. Differences. People focus on differences. Okay, so right. if you're Jewish, you know, you're not good. If you're a Muslim, you're not good. If you're black, you're not good. If you're white, you're not good. If you're a Protestant, you're not good. I mean, uh, right. It's it's what I call HIV plus, you know, hatred and tolerance than violence. Yeah. yeah, most of us hang around with people who have who have similar beliefs, right? So it's I true, mean, and we and we feed off of each other on that, good or bad, right? But I mean, that's how we form our alliances and and our belief systems, and and uh, and that's usually what we stand up for, good or bad. <laughs> you know, uh, our mother, you know, she'd sit on the couch and watch Fox News all day. And one time I walked in there into her condo, and she's watching Fox News, and her eyes were glued to the TV set. And I said, what's going on, Mom? And she looked at me, and she says, Obama's the Antichrist to wait. <laughs> like, come on, Mom. <laughs> what the heck are you watching, you know? Yeah. I thought, the problem is people are being brainwashed by that TV set. You know, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, they believe what they see, and they're only given one, uh, you know, a slanted view. Um, I, I just think it's 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 not civil. You know, it's uh, it's uh, there's always more than one side to a story. You know. Right. I mean, I think you need to do your own. I think people need to do their own research instead of just being. Yeah. Um, and where are people re- where are people researching today? Probably the if it's written yeah, on, if mean, it's written on the internet it must be true right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, don't look out your window or anything. See what's going on. Yeah, just look at the TV. God forbid we'd, we'd actually meet our neighbors and get to know them. Yeah, those days are gone, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. It's uh, it all started here in Minnesota. So yeah, you know, the Islamic Republic of Minnesota. You guys, yeah. you guys need to you know, be. You guys need to be smarter. Wake up, and smell the coffee. You know. Which is, well, did you, did you know that when Ronald Reagan was uh, president, voted in as president, he took forty. He took forty nine states, and Minnesota was the only one that he didn't carry. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well. So either either Minnesota is is uh, definitely has a mind of their own. I think it has to do with the mixture of Swedes, Norwegians, and Finlanders, those three groups of people. And when you you put that, you swirl that together, and what do you get? Yeah. Mental illness, moral illness. (laughs) There, I just just insulted our own nationality. Right. Did you see where that truck driver drove through those people on I-35? What the heck is wrong with that guy? See, that's what, that's, those are the things that are going to start happening. People are, you know, I mean, the pendulums are going to start swinging the other way. You need to understand that. It may not be in that's what large happen- groups that we see. That's what happens yeah. in a civil war, goes, tit for tat. Yeah, 
people are going to start swinging the other way. Yeah, you know, it's like and those people will be out. Those people will be out at night where these uh, looters and thugs are, and they'll start shooting them. You know, guarantee that, you that's going to happen. Well, yeah, but here's the problem with a civil war: is that uh, it takes fatigue, you know, war fatigue, for those things to stop. And once it starts, somebody lights the fire. It burns for a while, and then. It, it, the culture becomes polarized, you know, left and right, right and wrong, you know, and demonizing mm, each other. And uh, the Bible says that the love of many will wax cold in the end time. That's what I see happening is that I see church people involved in politics versus religion. OK, and that's what's wrong. That's, to me, that's the biggest problem. Nobody's nobody's preaching tolerance anymore, which is. If you read Ephesians uh, chapter four, one through three, tolerance is a key component of unity. Okay, you got to tolerate people's differences, and I just see a lack of tolerance now. Everybody wants to be right and hear my voice, and everybody's a preacher. You know, it's it's really it's it's a symptom of narcissism. And when you give people too much money and too much comfort, they got lots of time to to uh, uh, how do I say it? enhance themselves and and love themselves and i'm right you're wrong you know it's it's crap right yeah so you know if you watch msnbc cnn or fox news you're going to end up being polarized you know or even nbc cbs i mean it's gotten so bad i mean really we need to turn them all off and uh you know uh get rid of them i think it's it's always kind of been that way but uh, not to the extent it is today well, I actually, when I turn it on, I just turn the, I turn the uh, volume down um, on the TV, and I just watch, I just watch what's going on, and basically that's where I get my perspective from. You know, who's out there looting, and who's out there protesting, and you know, what kind of, what kind of police force do different cities have, and how, how are they, uh, how are they attacking um, the problems, and I mean because. Not all, all police forces are created the same. I'll tell yeah. you that. Well, leadership and, is uh, important, right? So, um, nobody that lady in Atlanta, mm-hmm. that lady in Atlanta, um, she totally took a different stance, I think, than somebody like Waltz did. And yeah. um, basically, she had one night of, of up, you know, violence uproar in her her <clears throat> her uh, community, and that was it. Yeah, she put she it took down. Care of it. Yeah, she took care of it. Whereas Walls. Yeah. So Walsh had, Walsh had four days before he decided he was going to do anything. He's got to be right? the worst. He's got to be the worst leader in our country. I mean, and the and the the people listen to his dribble. When I was driving through Minnesota a couple of weeks ago, I heard him on the uh, NPR pontificating at the lockdown and this, that, and the other. Nobody asked him a tough question from the Minneapolis Star Tribune to the oh, NPR. No. They're, they're terrible. They're not journalists. It's it's completely. They're completely no. cuckled. By these uh, by these politicians, they they uh, they're in bed with them, you know. And it's like people in Minnesota. If I'm if I'm living in Barnes County, Minnesota, I separate from Minnesota and join North Dakota. You know what I'm saying? I get the heck out of Minnesota, and uh, you're yeah. just you're just throwing good money after bad seed, you know, in Minneapolis. Well, you know that old old saying. I don't know if you ever heard that Minnesota nice, you know. Um, that's always something that goes around up here. It's like, uh, yeah, everybody's Minnesota nice. Maybe that has something to do with it. Well, you I know? just, I, you know, when all these when all these counties separate from Hennepin County, 
I just hope Wisconsin doesn't end up with, with uh, Hennepin County in our state. We don't need it. We've got a school teacher running our state, too, and he's, he's just as bad, he's just as much a propagandist as Tim Walls is, you know? Yeah, but you obviously have a, a judicial system there that's um, not totally democratic and yeah, the, the, because they open stuff up in Wisconsin. So. Yeah, you know, if yeah. I'm the CEO of Target, 3M, Best Buy, the big companies in Minneapolis, I'm getting the heck out of that town. I would, I would move all my employees, I'd move all my infrastructure, and get out of Minnesota. There's just no way that kind of mentality can be tolerated in a business, you know. Right. Well, you look at the guy who owns Tesla, right, in California. Yeah. That's what he's talking about, right? Yeah, he's smart. You know? I'd get the heck out of there, too. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's putting he's a plan. Not, he's not, I'd move to Texas. putting up with that. I'd move to Texas. I'd move to Florida. I'd move to... Uh, right. You know, maybe a midwestern state and get out of these uh, these mentally ill states. And that's what they are. They got a moral illness in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Well, Minneapolis is the tenth most liberal city in the nation, just so you know. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, moral illness. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to get better. No, I'd get out of there so, if I was them. Let the people of Minnesota yeah. find a job online when they're social distancing. Hey. Yeah, I mean, everybody, you can't even go into Minneapolis unless you have a mask on. I mean, that's, that's how bad that's it how is. Bad it right? Yeah. Well, it makes so. sense because if you're going to go loot a business, you need a mask. Well, yeah, I know, right? You know what? I don't know so. why. You know, John Deere could make a killing with this thing. If I was working at John Deere, you know, I would take, I would, I would retrofit my combine, okay, to spray honey and water towards protesters and get them sticky. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just have a bunch of combines go down the street and uh, spray people. They'd have to go home and clean up, you know, and then, then the city should be smart enough to turn their water off and their electricity so they can't take a shower. Then the next thing I thought well, of, next thing I thought of was that, you know, they got that machine that broadcasts a sound uh, in your, in, what it does is it disturbs your inner ear and you crap your pants. They call it the brownout machine. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> Yeah. It's for crowd control. I'm surprised. That'd be funny to watch. Oh yeah, if you want to get those guys off the street, <laughs> you want to get those guys off the street. Use the brownout machine. Yeah, yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? They all have to wear. De- oh man, they all have to wear depends while they're looting. Well, I I thought you know I'm not as sophisticated as you, but I thought you know let's take all these uh, fire truck tankers, fill them up with water, and you know uh, like. Uh, you know, deer scent is pretty popular up here, right? Uh huh. And we could fill up, we could fill those uh, fire trucks up with water and deer scent, and then uh, we could just start hosing down the crowd, <laughs> right? Yeah. And guess what? All the deer in Wisconsin would leave Wisconsin and head to Minneapolis. Well, I heard there's overpopulation of deer anyway, so oh, there are. Be doing you a favor. There are. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So the deer would join the. The deer would be joining the uh, the congregations out there, so. But I don't know. I think if people got wet, really, I think people got wet and miserable. They're gonna stick around and do stuff. Well, you know, I, I had that's a, just the way I, I had a better idea than that. Okay, so let's take those fire hoses. Instead of just water, we put some kind of a dye in there, like a purple dye, and spray them with purple rain. Uh-huh. So then you'd know who the looters are, because the next day they can't get the dye off them, you know, and so you can identify them and arrest them. 
What were you doing out after curfew? Right. We, we don't spray people until after curfew. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why our our politicians and our you know our civil our civil people are are so stupid. Why they don't use some technology to solve the problem? Yeah, that would just uh, that'd be too easy for them. Because they're all, most of them are most of them are compassionate to what's going on. Yeah, the truth. yeah, I know. You wouldn't have yeah. to hit one guy over the head if you just sprayed him with purple dye. You know, you could use food. No, you you could use food right. coloring. But got to make sure you shut yeah. the, shut their water off, so they have to come to they have to ask for help to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, man. come on, start thinking outside the box, right? Right. What's you know? So, I think John Deere's. Yeah, I don't I think, know. What... I think John Deere's poised to have a breakthrough on crowd control. Yeah, it'll probably be some private enterprise that comes up with something that, uh, you know, well, does then, something. Then they'll outlaw it because it's too effective, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think Waltz will make it to November, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think they ought to impeach that guy as soon as they can. Yeah. yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. He's He's got to be the worst governor in the, in, in the country. You know, probably not as bad yeah. as the guy out in California, but he's he's right up there. Yeah, he's pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. So. You've been listening to Rewind. This is a podcast where old guys can pass on what they know. We're praying for the next generation.